you are listening to CPA Career Path podcast with Rosie Flaherty, CPA MSA. In this episode, we continue the conversation with Ben Collingard, CPA, a shareholder at Pursing Professional Group LLC. So you mentioned that your organization skills and also your leadership skills are two skills that you think is the most difficult, most challenging skills mm-hmm. that you're facing with. Talking about organization skills, is that getting better now when you're a partner? <laughs> it, it definitely has been. I think that if it is still a work in progress, but I, I definitely couldn't have made partner without it improving. Honestly, just the ability to manage the you know number of clients. There's a certain billing threshold you're supposed to get to you know at our firm to make partner. And you have to be able to manage and oversee those clients. And if you're not organized, diligent about maintaining organization, you can't stay on top of those clients. A client might email me a couple of a couple of work papers for their business return, right? And then three weeks later, email me four more, and then I get the rest of them a week after that. Well, at that point in time, you can't just assign it to someone if you haven't been maintaining organization the whole time, because you assign it to them, they're looking for the stuff, they're emailing the client, the client's now frustrated because they feel like they provided it, realizing that it doesn't matter how busy you are, taking that time you know, whether it's, you know, once or twice a day and going through all of your emails and putting those work papers, whether it's in the client folder or it's attaching it workflow or on our server, whatever it happens to be. And the ability to kind of manage, you know, incoming and outgoing information like that would have hindered me from being able to grow my ledger and not have clients fire me left and right for, you know, not staying on top of their stuff. So talking about managing people, this topic is always a tough topic. It's always so difficult to manage people. So now as a partner at a small CPA firm, I was wondering if you can share one specific example that is very challenging. The most challenging new staff I had to train is funny. Actually, I had three years of experience at the firm and uh, she was just coming into public, but we'd gone to college together, right? And so she's looking at it like we're peers, but I have three years of experience in public. And I'm at that point, I'm already a senior. That created a little bit of tension in and of itself. And on top of that, it's really hard to communicate to someone that what you think the deadline for something is or how fast you should, you don't know enough in your first year, two years, three years, what you think doesn't matter. You need to just take your manager's word for it or your senior's word for it. The biggest struggle with that, it was actually her trying to rush things. It, it wasn't the opposite of her you know, not meeting deadlines. It's this thing is due by Friday. She would rush to get it in by Wednesday, but then she'd get back three pages of review notes, right? As opposed to... Take an extra day, self-review, get that in on Thursday, and you don't have to fix anything. And the biggest communication struggle, it wasn't even like teaching a hard skill thing. It was just teaching that ability to pace yourself. And she got better, but ultimately never got all the way there and decided that she would rather go work for the IRS because she found public accounting too stressful. And that's one that'll stick with me because I felt like I never quite got it right. But I think that everyone should try public accounting. And I think that if you absolutely don't like it, you should also leave. I felt like this person could have really been good. So have you ever had experience with people in opposite way that could take so long to finish a return, but it's just like perfect? Like you probably just need to give one or two review notes only, but the deadline is Friday at 5 p.m. and the staff just give it to you Friday at 3.30 or 4 p.m. What? How would you react in that situation? We're small enough that we can tell that that's going to happen probably Thursday at noon. You know, each partner is responsible for their clients and so they, we're typically able to keep a pretty good finger on the pulse. And so I've definitely gone to people where I'm like, look, this thing's due Sometimes it's a week or it's due in two weeks. And you said you were just about done. You know, oh, I'm really trying to get this one thing right. I'll just be direct and say, just stop. Like you spending 
eight more hours at your billing rate because you know we do everything hourly right we're a bit of a dinosaur that way we don't have budgets so like you spending eight more hours at your billing rate versus me being able to look at it for 45 minutes and have one x 45 extra minutes to fix this one thing just hand it in like just hand it in so i've definitely had employees struggle with that but it's normally just a direct conversation and trying to cut it off before it becomes a habit just making them do it and it's uncomfortable tying back into kind of our earlier conversation that was always one of the hardest things about estimating for the construction companies you'll have your whole bid done but clicking submit is so scary because you know as soon as you turn it in, you can't fix it. It's something you go wrong. Luckily, we don't have angry managers or partners here. No one's ever yelling at anyone. No, everything's such a relaxed conversation. It's really being diligent with that person that if you force them to turn it in, be really, really positive when you go over the review of the return with them, right? Because you can't rush them to turn it in and then be hard on them because then they're going to say, oh, I see, I told you I should. It's just being, being wary of where they're coming from. You know, the person who gets things done a little bit too quickly and turns it in and doesn't really care. That's the person you kind of have to lean a little heavier on in the review. And like, I know you can do better than this. It just takes, you know, do a little more self-review. But on the flip side, you know, those people where they're struggling with, because they don't want to turn it in until it's perfect, just being really uplifting with them when you review their stuff, I think helps them realize that, oh, wait, I did turn it in doesn't matter if I get four review comments instead of one. That's still a great job. I see. Yeah, I know. When I move from private to public, the billable hours is always stress me out. Because in private, it doesn't matter. You get the job done and then eight to five, you're out of the office. So, But in public, you have the billable hours. That's a huge change for me from private to public that I was like, all right, I need to pay attention about the billable hours now. <laughs> Not, Not all public firms are as demanding as yours, though. Uh, you know, we don't have any billable hour requirements. We hope employees bill 85% of their hours. We have no billable hour target or requirement. And you know, we require you know, 2,000 hours a year, you know, just like any full-time job. A great employee to us would bill 1,700 hours. Like That would be amazing in a year. I don't think our employees have quite as much pressure as you do you know, to get to those billable hours numbers. Yeah, I think the size of the firm affects a lot. Yeah, definitely. People always talk about public versus private. I think that it should be big public, small public and private. <laughs> I think it's so different. You know, it's the relationship with your coworkers. It doesn't matter who's reviewing the return. If it's this partner's client, you just go walk into their office and talk to them. It's such a different and kind of more relaxed environment here versus what I've heard from people at big four firms. Like I would really encourage people who are looking into accounting or even people who are at big four accounting, consider small public before you just jump to private because small public, I think really is a nice blend of the two. It's a huge change when you move from public to private as well, just like me moving from private to public. And so you never know if private is good for you or you have to come back to public. Moving to the next question on your career path, you move up so quick for five years. What is the most challenging for you? The hardest change for me was senior to manager because I felt like, all I've been doing was preparing returns and learning how to prepare returns and preparing returns. And now all of a sudden I'm preparing no returns, right? Whereas your manager to partner really wasn't that much of a change. I had a little more responsibility and I was making you know, more money for, I felt like kind of doing the same job because I didn't buy an existing partner's ledger. It's all just clients I've organically brought into the firm. And so I'm managing the same clients. I'm doing the same job for them. But senior to manager was really hard because preparing returns is almost a little more comfortable just because at the end of the day, if you do it a little bit wrong, someone's going to review it and catch it. Whereas if you're the one all of a sudden reviewing the return and you have three and a half years experience, yeah, I, I had imposter syndrome. Do I know enough to review this return well? How much is my own you know, lack of knowledge going to negatively impact this? And so, and how should I be spending my time? It, it feels weird to know that I have three returns on my desk to review and someone has 
seven or eight returns assigned to them and something comes in, it feels weird to then go assign it to that person. You kind of almost feel bad, like you're, you know, passing work down onto people who are already overloaded and imposter syndrome in that way too. And and so that was, that was the hardest year I think I've had was that transition. And there's a lot of conversations with the, um, with the existing partners and, you know, saying, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I feel like I should be spending more time doing this. And, and they'd respond, well, well, no, this person isn't going to learn enough to get to where you are. You know, if you prepare all the hard returns, you're removing the ability, the opportunity for them to learn it, right? How are they ever going to be able to review it if they've never even gotten to prepare it? And we set your billing rate at such that clients can only afford to have you work on their returns for two to six hours. You can't spend 50 hours on a re- preparing a return anymore with your billing rate where it is. That was a challenge, the kind of leadership side that came with being a manager and especially advancing so quickly. I mean, when you go from someone being your peer to you being their supervisor kind of is learning how to navigate that was a bit of a challenge, but we've got a small enough firm and we get along well enough. There are just a lot of honest conversations and plenty of times where I overstepped or I came down too hard or whatever it was. And I apologize to the person and say, Hey, I'm learning how to do this too. And I appreciate your grace. And that was a hard year, but it was worth it. I enjoy being partner now. (laughs) So being a partner now, how would your life change? Hours didn't change a whole lot. I was fortunate enough in 2021, I kind of sat down with the ownership and I was, you know, you have to be collecting this much a year from your clients. You have to, you know, get your license. You kind of have to do these things. You know, we want you involved in the community. In those ways, I was kind of already doing the job. It was almost like a trial run where, hey, prove to us that you can do this. Those things didn't change. The more money is nice. I haven't been partnering long enough, I think, for that to change my lifestyle. I don't have all this extra time for vacations now, you know, I because I have all these more clients to work on since I brought them in to help me get my collections up high enough. The biggest change is, and I'm, I feel extremely blessed in this way, is that I have the opportunity to impact more things at the firm now. You know, I came back from Leadership Academy and I was like, hey guys, we should do the 24 traits test where it's, you know, your top three. And so I was like, we should have everyone in the firm do this. And we're going to put up this chart with our stickies and see where we connect and what motivates us. You know, they're like, sure, let's do it. We did that right away. And it's things like, I wanted us to get more involved at University of Nata Reno here in town, but also at high schools. And I wanted to promote the accounting profession. I felt like we should be doing more of this as a firm and that, you know, maybe not next year, maybe not in three years, but I was like, hey, if more people go into this field, our firm will benefit in some way. I was able to do things like, hey, guys, you know, I really think we should become a corporate partner with the UNR College of Business. It's we have the opportunity to speak at Business 101 at Accounting 201, at a management class, you know, we get opportunity to do it where we're interacting with kids in their freshman and sophomore year of college before they're deciding, you know, what to major in. And I can bring that up and the partner's like, sure, let's do it. So things like that, I think have been the biggest change and it's it's been really fun. Obviously, those are obligations on top of the work. I love public accounting. Uh, I can't say enough good things about the careers. I'm excited by the opportunities that being partner has given me to kind of promote that and share that with other people. Nice. You mentioned about um, involving in the community. Do you mean not just about the college from local, as you mentioned about, but you mentioned about the state, like state CPA organization as well and AI CPA as well, or you mean something else? Yeah, so definitely the you know Nevada Society of CPAs, also like nonprofit boards. So I serve on the board of the Nevada Women's Fund. It's an organization dedicated to you know providing funding for women to pursue higher education. Our firm actually just endowed a scholarship for women in their junior and senior year of accounting at UNR, where we'll be awarding a $3,500 scholarship every year, as well as offering the person a you know paid internship at $25 an hour or something, which for our market is pretty good. And it's that stuff as well as the state society, you know, just being involved in things that make our firm look good and, you know, that matter to our firm. And so, you know, for example, my, my wife is the, uh, 
uh, is the consulting manager here at the firm, and she's deeply involved with the anti-sex trafficking organization in the community. As people get higher up in our firm, we really encourage them to do things where they can use some of their professional education and ability, but use that to benefit nonprofits in the area. I love that idea a lot. That's super helpful. You mentioned that you love public accounting, and I was wondering if you can give some advice for maybe people who are going to graduate or people who just recently graduated that they're going to working in full-time or part-time in public or private accounting. Uh, yeah, I would tell them be patient. First year, first two years is hard for everybody. There's a ton of information to learn. And unfortunately, it's information that can't really be taught in the classroom. Now, you have your degree. That's a great accomplishment. It's not going to help you a whole lot that first year, whether it's public or private. And so just be patient with yourself. No one expects you to be good right away either. I feel like that's where the problem comes in is that people feel when they're, especially when they're first starting out and they know all of a sudden, oh, there's billable hours, there's this, there's that. But you have to get good for any of that to matter. And you getting good is worth so much more to your firm and to your clients than whether you do something 10% faster or 20% faster in that first year. Be patient with yourself and give yourself the time you need to learn and get good. If you're starting to feel too down, whether it's your a mentor or a manager, or, you know, someone you connect with in your firm who you respect and, you know, they're in a place where you'd want to be, ask them what their stats looked like their first year. I guarantee you it wasn't good. It took me five years to make partner at, at this firm. And my first year, my billing rate got cut 20% because I was doing so bad. They're like, we're having to bill you out at 60% realization. We're going to cut your billing rate just so we're not having to write you down so much. You know, it's which that hurt at the time. But how you do in your first year has very little to do with how successful you're going to be in your career. The first year, really just learn as much as you can, soak up as much as you can, and try to develop relationships with whether it's seniors or managers or the people who are on the track that you want to see yourself on. And just get as much insight from them as you possibly can, because they were there not that long ago, and they can definitely help you get to where they are. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ben, for all your advice and all your stories you share with me today about being a CPA. That's just so amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me, Rosie. It's always great to talk to you.